Hey friends, hope you guys are doing well. This is Timon from Timon's Podcast Network. I have a great podcast set up for you guys. Just want to first say, hey, sorry for not um, releasing an episode in the past week. It's been two weeks since I've released an episode. Um, I was in Florida and then I got sick, got the vid, got the COVID. So I've been kind of down and out for a little bit, uh, coughing and dying not really dying it wasn't it wasn't that bad it was like a cold but uh kind of killed my motivation and it killed any podcast that i had set up which kind of stunk um and then yeah so anyways uh i'm recovered wife got covid she's recovering so we're back on the mend and i got a great episode for you guys so please enjoy this dad cast and i'll catch you on the next Timmy's Podcast Podcast. Peace. We can edit, right, if, if I feel like we're not... You're already. <laughs> yeah, I'm already rolling. You're already rolling. Yeah. Okay. Speak into the mic. Make sure you speak into the mic. I gotta open. Pretend to open my beer. All right, do it. There we go. That probably doesn't sound like. Ladies and thing. gentlemen, welcome to the Dadcast, your favorite cast <laughs> system. <laughs> I like or that. I am chief. <laughs> you are chief. <laughs> that is your pronoun. That is my pronoun. Yeah. No, what are your pronouns? We can save that chief. for another conversation. Um. You must call me Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. <laughs> that would be an that end. would tick people off. Yeah, certain people. Well, but is that what you identify as? <laughs> you what? are Jesus is the Lord. Is that well, what you identify? I identify as <laughs> my identity is in Christ. We maybe you should start over. <laughs> okay. Hey, folks, welcome to. <laughs> you're not going to start the over. You? We're going to keep that on there. I we'll know just, you. Yeah, it's okay. If you want me to, I can. Am I speaking loud enough? I think you're doing good enough. All right. Yeah. Um, people have been asking, they've been saying, where, where's the dad cast at? We're running, we want another dad cast. We hate the dad cast. They've been just speaking yeah. really loud about they those. No, they I know. They hate it. I, I, don't know. I understand. The last one we talked about was like ancient spirits and stuff. How are you going to talk about that? Tell me, do you remember kind of what it was? No. <laughs> Cause I might say did we do that while we're over. That's when we were in Florida. Well, I was in Florida, I think. Yeah. Right. It was the last time we weren't in person, and the time before that, I tried to video it, but it didn't work because we were trying to do it in your basement. Yeah. But now we're here. Okay. Why don't you let everyone know who you are? I'm Dad. Yep. And I'm Timon. And I will try not to. S- I, I noticed from our last uh, when we did it over the phone, I listened back and I was like, I paused quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, I apologize for that, but I, I'm not one of those like people that speak a thousand miles a minute or whatever you call you I, I think just, about what you're saying yeah because mm-hmm. i'm afraid i'm going to say the wrong thing not not fear it's not fear but yeah i yeah. want to speak correctly but everything i say ticks off half the church anyway and i'd be kicked out of a lot of places so whatever whatever <laughs> we don't care about the church yeah, we don't care we do we care about the bride of christ right but yeah that's not the church that's just the church people yeah right once again, it is important to remember our, our identity is not our denomination, right? That's what's getting people into trouble. 
when they don't think for themselves and they only listen to Christian radio and sermons, which are, you've heard me say this over and over, they're about third grade level. Right. So nobody's thinking for themselves. So I think the people that are attracted to the dad cast are people that think much deeper. So I don't talk down to them. You, you know, just talk to them. Be ta- yeah. And I'm, I'm not, look, I'm not deriding people that can't grasp what I'm talking about. I don't mean that in the because some people are just new Christians. Yeah. But some people have been Christians for 40 years and they're still in the same spot at third grade level. And that's, that shouldn't be, but maybe they've never been trained. So I don't, well, I don't want to be mean. I just want people to not be at third grade level. <laughs> yeah. Third well, graders are great. It's okay. When they're it's, third graders. It's yeah. okay to be at third grade level, but there's so many more levels. That's the thing you're trying to explain. Like, right. there's so much more. Like, yeah. Where you're at is great, but there, that's that's just the tip of the iceberg. Right. Like, right. Wait till we get to, you know, physics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like yeah. physics in the equivalent of right. yeah. the Bible. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. So right now you're learning um, just simple math. I am. Yeah. Honestly. I'm you're probably still learning simple math, right? <laughs> yeah. The stu- okay. The stuff that I'm talking about is much higher than third grade level, but the people I'm listening to are like PhDs. So mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm speaking, if you want to put it on that kind of a level, maybe I'm speaking f- from high like, school or freshman college level. Yeah. Be- because let's not, I don't want to kid myself. I'm not, the people I'm listening to are way above but I, I grasp what they say but i'm like dang why didn't i ever get taught this you know mm. so that's that's why i'm really interested in yeah. helping other people digest it and, and you've been searching after it yourself for a long time it's yeah. it's not that you've learned this stuff your biblical knowledge the way that you think that the world works around you you've learned that from just experiencing it for x amount of years as a christian and going after it and not being taught at that church not being taught on the radio mm-hmm. by you uncovering it and then getting something right us maybe mm-hmm. maybe the tip of an artifact and then you go and you search around and then someone else has uncovered that before and yeah. you you get the the start of it and you found other stuff around it and it's just opened it up even more yeah right right i would uh, that's yeah, the way i would probably good. explain it yeah um yeah and just like at our meeting with um, boys and beer meetings you don't have to agree with everything i say but if it and people don't makes yeah and if it makes you think on a deeper level then then i'm happy so anyways you're, you're asking me what's going to happen at church right um, what's well, the next and uh he's been asked to teach so if you do go to our church you're gonna get a fourth grade education <laughs> fourth and a half fourth and a half <laughs> um well in some would say like 4.2 like 4 4.75 no, oh i don't know that kind of math yeah um <laughs> okay go ahead that's not common core math no um okay uh well i am going to speak in t- I think two Sundays from now, that's going to be on Luke. Ooh, okay. But I didn't want to speak on Luke, and I told Kyle, our, our pastor, pastor yep. I don't want to speak on Luke. I want to speak on the early rebellions in Genesis, the the, the angelic fallen realm rebellions and stuff like that. And he goes, no, 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 I want to hear that myself. So, yeah. So Can't he's making me wait. So he said, no, you have to speak on Luke chapter 16. And I'm like, that's the New Testament. I don't want <laughs> Yeah. But 
For anyone who yeah. doesn't know my dad, he doesn't like the New Testament. <laughs> the New Testament is no, just not as cool awesome. as the Old well, Testament. Well, of course, you know, I, I've already worked on that sermon for a month. Yeah. Uh, the one in the Old Testament. No, the one in... The New Testament. The New Testament. Okay. And, of course, of you know, I've stumbled on some stuff that I'm like, ah, that's freaky. Yeah. So I'm... Ooh. Yeah. So it'll cool. be good. Um, I've probably put 30 hours in that sermon already. Wow. Full so, work week. Yeah. <laughs> For me. So, but the the <laughs> thing I want... Yeah. The one thing I want to talk on, which I'm still... It's still coagulating in my mind yeah is i'm gonna hit what i what i'm calling the early rebellion series so it's so i'll just kind of you can ask questions to help me because i'm still dealing with trying to get it figured out but yeah um i'm gonna hit genesis chapter three where nakash okay uh the this this serpent not the snake but nakash is the proper name of the fallen being that was possibly like a seraph uh, or a dragon type being okay it's not a snake um nakash lured adam and eve away from god into rebellion so there's a whole scheme behind this so that's that's the first rebellion we hear of in scripture except if satan and his realm were already if that was Satan who lured them away, Nakash, there was a rebellion that already occurred before, before Adam and Eve fell. So there's an early rebellion, and that gets into whether, you, like, you know... That's not mentioned in Genesis. That's mentioned in Isaiah. You're going to find it in Isaiah, Job, different places. You're going to get little sprinkles of yeah. the fact that something happened... And so that's why I want to be careful not, you know, that I really like young earth creationism, which I think there's a lot of validity to it, but also. Wait, wait, wait. let's pause. Young earth creation is, you believe the earth was in 6,000, it's been around since around 6,000 years. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Okay. Then you're going to talk about the gap. But the gap theory also explains some things that young earth, now this is going to sound bad to the people that. Believe in evolution. No, no, okay. I'm not even. There's like five major ideas okay, about how the Earth, the Earth was created, and I don't okay. want to get into all that. But the two ones that I think are most plausible are young Earth creation, that the Earth is only six thousand years old. It's not. There's problems with carbon, potassium, argon dating, all those dating systems. There are problems with it. However, okay, so if you're young Earth creationist you're going to say the earth is less than 10,000 years old. That's it. Okay. Okay. And, and there's, there's arguments for that. Okay. But the gap theory also has validity that, um, the angelic realm fell and rebelled against God before the creation week began. Mm. Okay. Which also may explain a lot of things that are going on in the fossil record. I know that, that Noah's flood, can explain the fossil record that we have and stuff like that. But but I, I do understand the gap theory saying that, you know, God created the world, then um, whatever was going on in that world fell, God destroyed it, judged it, and then started again with the creation week. And that's why you can have an angelic realm that's older than the earth. Hmm. Interesting. And, and it makes sense. So now it sounds like I'm... 
wishy-washy. No, I'm, I'm just, as I get older, I think I don't know what I really thought I used to know. Hmm. So I have, you know. Your opinions have changed. And you're not tied to them, I right? wasn't there. I wasn't there when God created. I believe he has the power to create the whole world in six days. I, I believe that. I, yeah. I think he did that. But there may have been something before that. And I wasn't there. So I can't, you can't be, that's the problem with Christianity. We love to hate everybody that disagrees with us, our denominations and our different theories and stuff. And then you just obliterate somebody that doesn't agree with you. And that's, that's stupid because you can be a saved, loving, someone who loves the Lord and believe in the gap theory, or you can be a young earth creationist and, st and have the same fervor for God. So, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, or probably the other three that you mentioned that we didn't mention, right? Well, if you're an evolutionist, an atheistic evolution, you don't believe in God. So, right. um, if you're a theistic creationism, you believe that God used evolution to create different things. And I'm not there. I think there's yeah. an, and there's another one I forget, but there, yeah. yeah. I know people who are there and that, that um, it, it doesn't mean that the God that they believe is different than us, I feel like. You know I mean, if the, yeah. as long as they still believe in the God of the Bible, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I don't want it to... I don't hate atheists either. Sometimes I get along with atheists better than I do li liberal Christians. I don't know, that yeah. sounds mean. I, I don't hate liberal Christians either. Well, sometimes yeah. I do. <laughs> Because yeah. of some of the things that some of them is some of that's good. Some though. of it's junky. Whatever they're some doing, some junky. Some of the yeah, stuff that super conservatives believe is junky too. Yeah. Right? You are correct. They they get in there and they junk it up. Yeah. And the thing is, you humans are, are junky, right? <laughs> yeah. Just across the board in yeah. a way. Yeah. yeah. But there are some real big fallacies that we've seen in the liberal church. Yep. So that's where we're we've as I, well as the legalistic church as well as so, the legalistic yeah, church. Those yeah, two yeah. Um, have hurt our family before. You know, we felt the repercussions from that. So from probably both. that's mm -hmm. probably why well, we feel that way about that. We've been ostracized by many different denominational yeah. views, but um, so um, yeah. in after a while, you're like, I don't care. I don't know. When um, you're an outlaw, then there's no laws. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're outside the law. Okay. Okay, so... The, Luke so, 6. Luke 16. No, I would... No, you were... Oh, well, you want to say something else? Okay. I was no, no, I, I was going to say I'll... No, I'm not going to get into... No, I was telling you that the the things I really want to teach about oh, is going to be four different, four different sermons. The first one being Genesis 3, the the fall, and this being Nakash that mm -hmm. lured Adam and Eve. And why did he do that? What... There's a whole scheme behind why they hate us so much. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so I'm not okay. going to answer that. Yeah, we keep that for. I mean, it sounds like we have four different podcast episodes. Yeah. So. And then the then the next sermon I want to do is the uh, rebellion in Genesis six, the Watcher Watcher rebellion. Okay. Um, watchers are a class of angels that uh, some are good, some are evil. Um, Daniel talks about watchers. So they're part of the, uh, the, if you can think of God having a staff meeting with, with different entities that he gets ideas from, which is interesting. He doesn't, I think we've talked about that before. He doesn't need people. He doesn't, well, not people. He doesn't need angelic beings to give him wisdom. 
but he likes sharing wisdom and sharing authority with uh, he shares authority with us i mean he gave us the earth to have dominion over he can do whatever he wants but some for some reason he loves a family meeting if that makes sense yeah so the watchers you know um there's a certain amount of them that rebelled against god and came down to earth uh they may have met on mount hermon which is plays into what happens during Jesus ministry, Mount Hermon. And I can't go into that, but, um, uh, the watchers rebel. They decide to create their own children, their own hybrid race called the Nephilim, which, uh, the beer and boys guys, they love to talk about the Nephilim race. Yeah. It's an interesting race. It is. And it's not like it, a 5k. It, it's not a, you know, or 10k or no, it's not a race. It, yeah. It's, I almost don't like using the word race because I don't think uh, whites are better than uh, other ethnic groups. You know, the word race means like we're racing towards something, something hmm. and we're winning the race, you know, not, no, I'm what not would saying be, it that way. What would be a better term for that? Well, ethnic groups, I should say, but okay. So they decided to create their own ethnic group. Yeah. Okay. Half breeds. Half breeds. Yep. What's the what do they call them in um, Harry Potter? Muggles. Muggles is that what it is? Yeah, that's what okay. they call them. Muggles. So that's what happened there, and I know there's a whole, the whole or maybe portion not. of the church. Maybe Muggles are non. I don't know. I don't know my I Harry remember. Potter facts. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Harry Potter lovers. They're they're screaming at me right now. <laughs> like, Just teach the Bible. Stop talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, and there's a whole the Sethite view that doesn't really work well i was taught that i remember that being taught that yeah the sons of god came from seth yep and everyone else who and wasn't daughters seth. and the daughters of men came from cain yeah. and so they had babies and the earth got really bad well how do you get giants out of you know you know you could be a godly man and marry a prostitute and you're still going to have a, a human baby or you could be a nasty guy and marry a godly woman and you're still going to have a baby it's not right. you're not going to get heroes of old and right. you know there's a whole bunch of problems with the sethite view um but the church loves to dumb down the supernatural realm because it's scary to them so um not yeah, the whole church but portions of well the it's because it's not defined i think that's the issue it's not like clearly defined or we don't really know how to understand it yeah you know it's the spiritual world's weird i don't understand it yeah. You know? And, yeah, yeah. So if you can't understand it, they don't want to even talk about it. Yeah. But then it's like, Jesus is a spiritual being. And he's like, if you don't understand spirituality, then what's the point of Jesus? Other than right. he's just a great dude who yeah. did some cool stuff. But when you don't understand these rebellions, you're not going to... Okay, here's a kicker. I haven't even gone to the other two sermons I'm going to... But listen, if you don't deal with... The rebellion at Genesis chapter six. You're not going to be prepared for the end times because there are there are things coming at us. Our government is is already like the soft disclosure of UFOs and stuff like that. That they're already saying, well, you know, I think we have mingled or we're messed with alien stuff. You hmm. know, they're starting to actually say that's true, right? So, if you don't understand the supernatural realm, uh, 
you're going to freak out if quote unquote aliens show up. But I think the answer is knowing what happened in Genesis 3, Genesis 6, Genesis 11. If you know those things, you will understand what the satanic realm is going to unleash in the end times. So Mm. I think that's important. Yeah. So it would be important to the fallen realm to lull the church asleep in the supernatural stuff because we would freak out if quote unquote extraterrestrials showed up and we don't know what they are. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. You're saying that the aliens may be demons or spiritual creatures. Well, what, what define extraterrestrial? They're a little extra. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Um, beings from another place. Okay. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Spiritual beings from another place. You don't know spiritual. They're some type of beings. Um, A life form that's different than ours. Mm -hmm. So tell me what an ancient being that hasn't died, but has been around for thousands of years, is super intelligent, has technology that freaks us out, is has wisdom that's eons above our our wisdom or our intellect or our technology you know the what am i describing I, either i'm describing an alien that we see in the movies or i'm describing the angelic realm fallen and righteous hmm. that's what i'm that's they didn't what we originated from earth we reside here they didn't originate from Earth, but they do reside here. They're extraterrestrial. They're outside of our Earth, but they do. do they reside other places. They they are here. Yeah, I I mean, that goes clear back to our our feast. Remember, I was struggling with what are these? What are the sun, moon, and stars? The, the remember, I was dealing with that those words. I'm like, there's something behind those words. It's it's not just talking about you know, the sun and the moon and the stars, and they're connected with the feast and how God planted them as signs in the sky for there. I think they're connected to the angelic realm as well. Hmm. I still haven't grasped it yet, but you, um, yeah, see, so I'm, I'm, I'm not prepared to even say what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just saying it, guys. I'm just saying. Take it like it yeah. is, I guess, you know. I think we need to know this stuff so yeah. we're not Or at least, like, be aware of the idea of it. So that way, if it does ever happen, right, then you're like, oh, this isn't surprising to me because I heard the dad cast. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> it's like, I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I, th- I think the thing we're I'm realizing, and I've been realizing this for a long time, is I don't know anything. I think most people realize that, yeah. but more so in the past couple of years, it's like, oh, all the institutions that I thought knew stuff don't know anything either. We're all mm-hmm. as a society don't know what we're doing. Yeah, like we know we can look back and see what we did, and maybe make decisions about how to move mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. But we're not even looking back anymore. We're making decisions on how to move forward based on how we feel <laughs> you know yeah. that changes all the time yeah i felt awful yesterday i feel good today yeah mm-hmm. it's interesting it's interesting yeah so i again i'm what, still dealing watchmen with what is watchers what's, watchers what is that what is that can you dive into that a little bit because that's interesting are they 
Are they just checking us out? Well, the word watcher is, I mean, you can use it as well. You could use it. Again, I'm speaking as somebody who's still trying to figure it out, right? So I don't know really well. But the word watcher is used in Daniel. Um, I think Daniel 4. Maybe I should look it up. But I pull believe. Do you want me to pull it up? Oh, I got it right here. Okay. Um, let me look it up on my. Nice passcode. <laughs> Guys, it's Don't tell everybody. Is one, two, three, four. <laughs> it's not, but if you can imagine, it's something like that. It has to be more than one. Yeah. Okay. His password is. <laughs> no, see, I wasn't ready for you to ask me what watches are. I know it's in here in Daniel 4 somewhere. Uh, Got that dead space. Just going to fill up uh, that dead space. Oh, here it is. Okay. Daniel 4, 17. The, se- nice. the sentence is decreed of the watchers, the decision by the word of the holy ones, to the end that the living may know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will and sets over it the lowliest of men. All right, so... So that's King Nebuchadnezzar explaining what happened to him. Is that is that King... I think that's... Ne- yeah, yeah, Nebuchadnezzar has This is a dream. Yeah. But the word watchers is um, what King Nebuchadnezzar uses, but it it's, I think it's more their... What is he? Is he a... Like Nebuchadnezzar big Babylon? No, he's not Babylon. Yeah, he's Babylonian. It's what they called... Well, he called them watchers... And holy ones. Mm. So he's calling them entities that are like these angelic beings or whatever. He can't. In the Babylonians, they were probably way connected to like occultic stuff. I'm guessing. Right. Oh, yeah. Yep. That was a big part of what their life was. I mean, all of the culture. It wasn't just the Babylon. You know, when Moses, remember when Moses met, I know we're going on a bunny trail, but he went to Egypt and stood before Pharaoh and threw down a staff and it turned into a snake. Pharaoh's magicians are like, whatever, threw down their staffs and then they turned into snakes. Yeah. You remember Moses' snake ate theirs, but I mean, it didn't even phase them. It, they weren't doing magic tricks. They were they were witch, into witchcraft. They understood how to turn some. I mean, that didn't even phase them. Wow. So you're saying you can change a stick into a snake? They could. I don't want to know how to do it, but yeah, they turned blood into water. They didn't. They, I know movies have showed them uh, making a trick out of it to, to fool Pharaoh. Yeah, but these are but, movies, but right? They weren't Pharaoh, there. Yeah, Pharaoh wasn't. It didn't even phase him. He's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. He's seen it. They were, mm. yeah. So Nebuchadnezzar, back to Nebuchadnezzar. So watchers are... Are I think that's a, either an Aramaic or a Babylonian word to describe what maybe we would call maybe cherubs or seraphim or whatever entity they were. And I'm sorry I don't know that better, but um, there's only so many so much time I have to try to look into stuff. And yeah, you didn't even know you're going to podcast today. So, but the thing that Nebuchadnezzar points out, as well as other passages, Text. is that there are. Two of the, the same. Well, no, there's God, okay. and then he has these entities that meet with him and make decisions. Hmm. And the the watchers actually made a decision for Nebuchadnezzar. That's the that's where Nebuchadnezzar, they say, you know, he's going to be uh, like an animal for seven 
times probably seven years and he, he like loses his mind and he runs around in the fields and his nails Grows grow his long yeah. yeah so the Eats watchers grass. decreed it so god let them make a decision hey this nebuchadnezzar guy i've had it with him what do we do and the watchers go okay blah 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 blah. they decreed something for him so they were actually part of god's like again his staff members that made a decision on how to punish nebuchadnezzar that's interesting but we're not again we're not trained to think like that i mean again god is in control he can go no i don't like that decision oh yeah okay i'll go with that one i mean he's still in control but he has these entities that meet with him does he know what these watchers are gonna like the decisions they're gonna make yeah well he's god yeah (laughs) but he shares his authority Hmm. so these were probably if they were meeting with god i would say they were they would be righteous obedient creatures Okay. I, I keep saying creatures because angel is such a, a large word yeah. that means so many different things. Right. When we think of one thing, little babies with harps. Right. Which the Catholic Church. That's you know, in all of their. Of, yeah. yeah. Do you think that goes alongside of the issues with the Catholic Church that we keep seeing pop up? When you go to these beautiful Catholic chapels yeah. in Italy and you look up and you see these cherubs, they're like little babies with their genitals hanging out and i i you know what are you thinking of and all their angels are beautiful women voluptuous women a lot of times with wings and beautiful hair or they're guys that are look you know beautiful and they, they, chiseled chiseled yeah. and they love showing their genitals off i mean i yeah. i just you know and when you study church history you get really upset with the immorality that's it's not just the catholics i mean it happens it's happened, the Protestants it and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of pornographic, this stuff they're showing up there hmm. on their on their wonderful churches. Yeah. Boy, that would tick off a lot of people right there. Get on. <laughs> it's art, though, right? That is, they did, like, for a long time, I'm, I'm going to say a lot of the way that, um, I remember taking an art history class, I don't remember all of it, but that was how people learned how to draw from that and the iteration of that and the iteration of that. Like you could see how how it's changed and morphed through the centuries, right? When you look at, uh, I looked at this one time and this was not even a class, but I was looking at uh, the crucifixion paintings. And as you get closer to like the Renaissance age, they make sure they're they're making pornographic pictures of Jesus, basically. Oh, really? The closer they get to that. They, they make the loincloth smaller and smaller and smaller, and sometimes there's nothing there. Yeah. Do you think... They're... I mean, it was a horrific thing what happened to Jesus, but yeah. why are artists doing that? Do you I... think Jesus was naked, though, when... I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't but know. I'm just, I'm just saying... Do they take the freedom to do that? Why do they put... As the... As yeah. The, yeah. No, I, you, you... Yeah. Keep going. You're good. It I'm just... just I'm, I'm just giving just you... I'm pushing you back yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to call it art, fine, but it's, you know, I mean, why do you have to do that? Why why does it progress? The, the, the more immoral the church becomes, the more, um, you just see the, the artwork gets that way. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. And I haven't done a full on study of that, but it's just somebody else pointed that out. Some, another artist pointed that he, he was showing me, he's like, look, look, this is how this look at each 
you know, hundred years from after that, after that, after that, he's like, mm. you know. What do you think about like Asian culture? Do you think there was that in there? I don't know Asian art very well, so I just wonder. I have no clue. You know I mean, uh, uh, I have no clue. Yeah. However, the other two sermons I have. Yeah, to I was gonna. Yeah, let's jump to that. <laughs> let's do your other two. So those are we did Genesis three, Genesis six. And then we've got to cover Genesis eleven, and I'm even less further on this. As you can see, the other ones I have more, more work yeah, on. For those who can't see, and there is going to be a YouTube video which you guys can look at. My dad yeah, has. You have the YouTube video on? Yeah, that's what that oh is. Oh my gosh. Um, that one is going to be the Tower of Babel, which okay. is the first rebellion that happens after the flood. The mm. flood was major. Okay. And um, and that is interesting because the giant race the races of giants begin to appear again. So there's all these theories on how did they, did some of them survive through the flood? There's those, there's all these theories, um, which I don't think happened, but I just think, um, they were using demonic wisdom and, and witchcraft to, to do genetic breeding programs. That's my, that's my hunch is what's going on. But they're beginning to produce giants again. I don't think they're, again, I wasn't there, but I don't think they're the giants of old before the flood. Those were from the from the fallen watcher realm and humans, and they created these supernatural half-breeds that were just crazy. Okay. Right? And then after the flood, giants begin to appear. But they're like seven, I, eight, nine feet tall. Yeah. And they're not like 80 feet tall. Yeah, or whatever. I don't know if they're 80 feet tall. I, you know, I don't know. Pre-flood. Pre-flood. It was crazy, yeah. but I. it was so bad, God flooded the whole world. But post-flood giants congregate mostly in the area of the promised land, which there's another, because that, that'll be my fourth sermon. There's another explanation of, you know, if, if you don't understand what God was doing, you're going to think God is really, the God of the Old Testament is really mean, and the God of the New Testament is real nice and loving. And I've heard that from my own family members mm -hmm. when I grew growing up, you know, God of the Old Testament. I, d I don't like him, so I don't read the Old Testament mm -hmm. from my own family members. But um, if you understand that in the that region of Canaan, they were... Um, that was what was happening at the Tower of Babel. That was happening after the Tower of Babel as they were, there was a culture of worshiping the dead. So they're summoning the watcher angels that were cast into Tartarus. And I'm, I'm going real deep nope, here. Keep going. Okay. And that's kind of what the Tower of Babel might have been about was building a tower over the area that they believed was a portal into Tartarus. Possibly that might have been one thing they were, they were doing. There's other things they were probably doing. But the outcome was also creating a giant race. And so later on when Israel comes in, there are specific, specific um, cultures that God says kill every man, woman, child, and animal. Hmm. animal because they were I don't know they were probably doing perverted things with animals too does right? that mess with the animals then yeah and mm -hmm. interesting 
And that's and it does God doesn't say that they do that everywhere, but these there's seven specific nations that were that were into whatever they were doing. And again, I don't really want to know what they're doing, but they were doing some really crazy stuff. And it was so bad. In, instead of sending a flood upon the whole earth, God just del- deals with that region. He sends the uh, children of Israel in there to clean that up, to clean that mess up mm. by destruction. By just obliterating completely. Yep. I, I know that sounds mean, but when you understand that the fallen realm wanted once again to create hybrids that would pollute everything and everybody, then God would have to do some something again, like the flood, where he he demolishes everything. Which he did one time before, right? Right. That killed everyone. No one really thinks about that. That killed man, woman, everyone, everything. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. So that was occurring again. So God cleans it up with the and notice the children of Israel were going into the promised land. They sent the spies in. The spies come back and go, oh, you can't take these people on. And they rebel. And God says, okay, you're going to spend 40 years in the desert. And then your children are going to go in and do the job for me. Mm. And then they finally, they're 40 years later, those those kids grew up and they were ready to go because they didn't want to. Yeah, the desert. It was, it was, yeah, God wasn't just like, oh, they didn't obey me, so I'm going to make them walk around the desert. No, they were supposed to go annihilate these cultures that were just, I mean, you wouldn't want to live in these cultures anyway. Yeah. They were nasty, what they were doing to their own kids and, and animals and whatever they were up to. Yeah. It was nasty. It had to be cleaned up. Yeah. So. Interesting. And whether you like it or, one? you know. That's yeah, the third one. That, so the the third one is going to be uh, Nimrod and yep. the Tower of Babel, and the fourth one will be the conquest and why they had to had to take on those cultures. Gotcha. Because they were raising giants again. And most of them were, you notice at the end of Joshua, he, he says, you know, they, they had taken over land, they cleaned everything up. There were a few exceptions. A few um, giants may have gotten away because David deals with them later on. Right, right. And there were only five that he had to kill. Kill. Yeah, took those five stones and did it. Um, Nimrod. Tell me about Nimrod. What's the backstory on him? Um, he may have been... Because he was a mighty, he was a mighty. Yes, he might have been a giant. Might have been. Um, he was a mighty man. What does it say? Something about him? He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. And I've looked at some of the language, and he might have actually been. Um, what was the phrase? A mighty. He defied, the face of God and hunted men. There's mm. something. There's something strange going on there. That's very interesting. So, um, the Tower of Babel was huge. It's bigger than any picture that we have. Um, it was advanced technology, and it may have been a form of early communism, where the people are enslaved. They get their daily portion, and they work on the tower. And um, mm. they may have been building it for several decades. And uh, some of the things I've read that uh, they may have thought that they could take on heaven. Right. Rage war with heaven. Rage war with heaven. I think that's the yeah. verse. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah. So I, some people say, well, they were making a tower, so if there was ever a flood again, they wouldn't. But, that. you know, I mean, God flooded the earth like 40 feet above the highest mountain or whatever. I mean, yeah. the tower isn't going to. So I think something else was going on. I think they were trying to maybe build, like I said, a portal to bring the uh, power of the where they were building was I don't know if they thought they could bring the demonic spirits up from Tartarus out and help them in a battle against heaven or something. Hmm. I don't know. I don't the the Bible's vague because maybe we don't need maybe to we don't need to know all that stuff. Yeah. That's so, crazy though. Yeah. And th- and by the way, that's why sometimes prophecy is unclear to us is because God knows what's going to happen. But we also have the fallen realm looking and trying to figure out what's next. What's next. Hmm. And so some prop, I think prophecy is often shrouded because God is a, a wise general or leader. You know, he's not going to give them all the clues, but we can trust him. And it's our, yeah, it, it's, what is that verse that says, um, it's the uh, privilege or it's, the glory of God to hide a thing and it's the glory of a king to find it out. So when you're digging into scripture, you're you're acting like a king nice. <laughs> or a prince. Nice. I don't have that verse memorized, but yeah. So your pronoun is king when you're reading scripture. That's right. Right. That's cool. King prince. King prince. That's interesting. King prince. It's so weird because we live, you know, like, you grew up in it too. Maybe I grew up in more of this just scientific world where everything is in order. Everything builds on each other. Everything's been figured out. Mm-hmm. Like, I came into the world thinking that everything was just maybe from our culture, but like, oh yeah, we figured it all out. Like yeah. we're so smart. Yeah. Well, and we're smarter than the people that came before us. Like, that's something I've always, maybe not been consciously taught, but subconsciously taught. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, everything before us is... You know, we've looked at them and now we know. We know what we're doing and we know what we're supposed to do and we're moving forward. Mm-hmm. But, like, this uh, disrupts that whole theory, you right. know. Right. You can't have a neat scientific world when there's people trying to raise from the dead and turning branches into snakes. Like, that that's <laughs> magic. It's magic, really, yeah. in, in a way. Right. You know, magic doesn't fit with science. Magic's a joke. You know, it's always tricks. Because that's how that kind of spiritual world has always been portrayed to me in culture, that spirituality is a joke, you know? Mm -hmm. So what do you do to that? Like, how do you, I mean, I've experienced things that I've been skeptical about, and I think it's okay to be skeptical. I think it's smart to be skeptical. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, you got to discern stuff because there's, there are people who are selling silver water from the from you know who knows where they say they call it from jordan but it's probably from the hose in their backyard and they're selling it to <laughs> you know facebook moms across the world who mm-hmm. think that the virgin mary cried those tears into the jordan river and now they're getting a bottle of jordan river virgin mary tears and they're paying 50 bucks uh you know a little vial for it yeah or i remember reading about this guy who said that his bible was just spilling out oil and it was just spilling out oil. You could buy the oil from the Bible. And so people were buying the, the Bible oil. Mm-hmm. You know, and that to me just feels like it's garbage. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Or yeah. what What was what was the one thing my buddy Danny would say, uh, my coworker Danny, he said, um, uh, you never know how many people had misaligned 
feet until you get, until you go to Pentecostal church. Like how many people in the church just have two uneven feet, right? There's just so many people that have uneven feet until you go to Pentecostal church and then no one has it anymore because they just make the yeah. feet realign again or whatever. You know, I don't yeah. know. It's just, and some of that stuff is kind of hokey. Yeah. You yeah. know, I don't know. The charlatans and. Yeah. That's always been in the church. So how do you deal with that? Because you don't want to be caught up in that stuff. But also, right. like, how do you also open up your worldview to, like, just a little bit? And how do you know what's what's real and what's being fake? Yeah, I, well... I, well, hey, like to someone who doesn't read the Bible at all, mm-hmm. this is going to sound like a crazy conversation. Yes, it will. So... There's that. Those who have read the Bible and know what you're talking about, some of it's going to be like, oh, yeah, he's right. Like, they did throw the snakes down. So, and if you believe what the Bible says, if you don't, that's okay. But then don't believe all of the Bible. <laughs> or you can or you, you can cherry pick, but then it's, what's the point of believing it? Yeah. If you don't believe all of it, I don't know. You yeah. Know? Like, there's good it, yeah. tenets in it. You can understand mm-hmm. good things. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. it's weird Right, because you're like, okay, yeah, well, those snakes did eat each other, and so I guess Pharaoh, did, like, they're that's what the Bible's saying. So you gotta grapple with that. But yeah, anyways, going back to my question, how do you, how do you discern those things? Well, I think, again, yeah, like I started out, like our identity is in Christ, not our denomination or our culture. And so, if you think about, I mean, it's only been in this last couple of years that I've been. You know, when I was your age, I was um, defending my doctrines. And it's, it's good to go through that phase. But I'm in a phase now where I'm like, well, okay, the, the non-charismatic part of the church is very lot. The non-charismatic, conservative, Bible-believing church, there's all these factions. So yeah. that one section, they don't like the supernatural because it's messy. And so, what are the what's the, what's their identity? They'll say their identity is Christ, but it's also their own logic and doctrine. While in the charismatic church, they they can be they tend to can be um, untrained, non logical, and they just run after the supernatural. Like if you tell them these tears are from the Virgin Mary or whatever, you know, well, you Jordan or whatever, right? Or what, I, don't know, I was just making something up there. But. Yeah, or they watch some of those people I've shown you on YouTube that are yeah. ludicrous. Yeah. They're charismatic, but they are way out of... They're not yeah. doing scripture. Right? Yeah, Jesus and Santa Claus were making out, and it was yeah. in my dream. And that's why I just believe that Christmas is just the same as the birth of Virgin Mary. <laughs> All right. That's enough. Yes. He so, showed me this thing. It was yeah, great. Yeah. Um, it's wonderful. So then that's really there, weird. There, there was Jesus, and he, he was with Santa Claus, and then the Easter Bunny came over, and they all started smoking weed. And that's <laughs> that is, why I that's think not we what need the YouTube, to... That's, that was kind of that weird. It was weird like that. that yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, so we can't find our identity in just finding supernatural things. Okay. We can't find our identity in just being doctrinally, you know, like, I, I'm a Calvinist. Well, Calvin has some really good ideas, but so did the Arminian view, and so did, you know. Um, or I can't. You can't just be. Well, I'm Catholic. the The church has these two hundred and fifty or whatever. I've read those to you, or I've talked to you before. The dogmas, yeah. and I I align with all those dogmas. It's like, well, yeah, but 
some of those are pretty weird. Yeah. And um, you need to think for yourself. Well, no, I don't want to think for myself. I just do what the Pope tells me because I'm trusting him right. for or my, my pastor, or, or my pastor. Oh, yeah, you can be. Right. Or the yeah. latest thing I saw on YouTube who is a charismatic preacher, you know, mm-hmm. prophet or what the prophet tells me. Right. So you got to think for yourself. That's what you're saying. Yes. yes. So take into where we're saying, take, don't listen to what the, you can't think what the dad cast tells you to think. Right. You, you don't have to agree with me, but think deeply for yourself. Don't, uh, don't rely on third grade sermons. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you want to be stuck in the third grade for the rest of your life, which is, you got to grow up and put some big pants, big boy pants on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's there's good. that. That was good. All right. All right. We'll cut it there. To the next is one. That 47 minutes. 47 minutes. All right. All right. Peace. Peace out.